Y'all can call me crazy, but it sounds like you could have a Bigfoot on your hands. A Bigfoot? Yeah. Oh, Robert, come on. I'm serious, Dale. Don't you remember about six or seven years ago, the huge tracks that guy found, um, what was his name? Crew, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it made national news. Yeah, but didn't somebody come forward and say that the that, that guy faked the tracks? Yeah, but the wood stompers that that man had actually used were not the same tracks, and they didn't match what Crew found. Okay, so you're telling me that you believe in Bigfoot? I don't know, Dale, but something's in the woods, or we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I did see a documentary once on a Bigfoot. There's been numerous sightings through the years, and the same thing that these people describe is the same thing John's describing to us right now. Now, all I'm saying, maybe there's something to this. Oh, come on, man. If Bigfoot exists, they'd have done found something. They'd have found a body or some bones or something. Maybe they don't want to be found. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. What a surprise this movie was. And a surprise. It's been a while, but you're hitting double digits now. This is your 10th. You're still one behind Chris, but... Wow. Carrie is here. Hi. And also, we have our sleeping two-week-old baby here as well. Hopefully she'll remain asleep. Yeah, which is part of why you haven't been on in a while. Between a broken foot and being super pregnant, you had no time for my bullshit. (laughs) Your bullshit's generally a lot of fun, though, so glad to be back. Are you, though, for something in the woods from 2016? All right, let me just say something here. A little bit about my process. At the end of each episode, a movie gets selected at random, usually that night or the next day. I'll watch it just to get, get it in my head, get a general idea about it, and I don't take any notes. And then I'll watch it again a day or two before the record, sometimes the day of the record, and then I'll take my notes and really like get deep into it and do my research and all that. The first time I watched this, I don't know if I was looking at my phone or distracted by a baby or what, but I did not see the production logos at the beginning of this movie, which from every description I had read is about a family fighting a Bigfoot, okay? So the second time, when I go to take my notes and we're watching it together, the production logo comes up. Little Cherub Entertainment. Something, something for families. I'm like, all right, that's weird. And then the second logo comes up and it is God's Own Ministries Incorporated and my head flew off of my fucking body because this is a secret Christian movie. Yeah, I kind of gathered that because I did see those production logos and I thought, is this like a feature films for family kind of a deal? And and they seem, and watching it, I mean, there's different points in the movie where they kind of throw in that wholesome family like oh, we have to be up for church in the morning. Time to say grace at the mealtime. And it just seemed really conspicuous. But it's not compared to... This is more like of the Christian movies that I've somehow continually getting stuck with on this show. This one's more like Kindness Matters in that it kind of just mentions God here or there, but it's not very preachy. It's not... No, it is, it's definitely not overly preachy, but you can definitely see where they are trying to say, look, we're a wholesome family movie. But I have, I have a theory. So the guy who wrote and directed this and also plays the main guy, David M. Ford, has made like two or three other Bigfoot movies. So this guy's obviously obsessed with Bigfoot. And I, my theory is he couldn't find anyone else to fund his next Bigfoot movie. So he went to the surest suckers in town who are so desperate for entertainment and I'm, to get their little Christian company off the ground. I am nodding my head. <laughs> yes. 
that I see that he's like yeah i want to make this bigfoot movie and they're like uh but is it a christian movie he's like yeah and that's how he got the money to make this movie not a lot of money clearly but no. that's my i don't know i didn't do a ton of research but that's my theory because it's also not even the things that are christian movie about it kind of fly in the face of because we have one scene in the church but he's spending the entire sermon drawing a picture of bigfoot yeah proving to the audience that church is very boring and the church is not very full no like There's... it's for a christian movie it's going out of its way to be like this all sucks right <laughs> like, <laughs> for sure but i was expecting a conversation of like oh but can bigfoot really be real he's not in the bible you know but yeah. that never happens and you see, like, I want, now what I want is, you've seen those ridiculous paintings of, like, Jesus riding a dinosaur that the creationists <laughs> make. I want, like, Jesus walking arm in arm through wildflowers with a Bigfoot, Bigfoot. to, like, well, explain why any sort of cryptid could exist. And and then I've heard the theory that Bigfoot is Cain, because that's the mark of Cain, and he's oh, cursed Jesus. to walk the earth. And and that's why people will see him, but there's only one, and uh, yeah, and that's just ridiculous. But no, because because clearly Cain was the first vampire. Doesn't anyone oh, remember any White Wolf stuff? True. Come on, people. Yeah. All kinds of so somehow this theories. this Bigfoot movie is <laughs> supposedly a Christian movie, which will be my what is this my fifth one, my sixth one? I'll have to count later. I don't want to flip through my book and make a bunch of paper noise, but the just the percentages are not. I don't know how they're like this out of like 40 movies that I've had this many Christian movies. <laughs> like low budget horror movies, I get it because there's a hundred thousand of them. I guess there's more Christian movies than I thought. I don't know. I certainly didn't think this one was, but apparently it is. It's also very cheap, full of amateurish performances. They decided to make it a period piece for no real reason. And that bites them in the ass on a number of occasions because yep. they didn't have the a production designer on set apparently to remove anachronistic things like <laughs> state park stickers yeah there's like state park or inspection stickers or something on the windshield of this pickup truck that clearly say 2012 on them in what is supposed to be 1966 or 67 that i caught <laughs> there's also his buddy has his beard trimmed in a way that i promise you no one ever no one trimmed their beard in 1966 like this guy like he looks like he's in a new metal band like it's a straight line on this like you'd have to see it but it's it's ridiculous. no one trimmed their beard like that until 1997 probably Oof. so we open with this absolutely pointless framing device that this movie has this sort of middle-aged paunchy guy is driving he's hearing all these they're in texas he's hearing all these radio he's listening to a radio call-in show on his drive sort of through the woods to father and mother's house we go and there's all the he just happens to hear i don't know if it's like an art bell type show or what but a bunch of people call you know oh you callers do you believe in bigfoot and it's a bunch of hicks calling in you know, i saw a bigfoot last week i took a shot at him with a shotgun and he ran in the woods and he ate my chickens and blah 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 so then he gets to his mom and dad's house and this guy's already kind of old they're very old and his craggy faced father He's like, I guess it's in his head because he just heard this stuff on the radio. He's like, Dad, remember when I was a little kid and we hung out with the loggers because his dad ran this logging company. And they were, say they were telling some stories about 
some guy who like had a had a run in with Bigfoot. One, you can, can tell me that story because I don't really remember it. He remembers the guy's name somehow. He's like, it was John Hartman, right? He worked on you. He was the head of your crew or whatever. Like, how do you remember that from when you were a little kid and you haven't thought about it again until you heard this radio thing and you're like 58 years old? But this framing device comes to nothing. Like you would think if it comes back at the end and it's like there's some twist or reveal of like, and I was that Bigfoot all along, or so, you know, some kind something. of something. And there was nothing. It's nothing. It's just, instead of just presenting us the story of this family that was under siege by Bigfoots, we have to hear it secondhand, actually thirdhand, because it's a flashback inside of a flashback. Because the dad starts telling the story, and his story starts with, John came to me and told me what happened to him last weekend. So it's a story inside of a story, but we don't need any of that dressing at the beginning and end. Just show us the story of the Hartman family and their adventures with Bigfoot. There's absolutely no reason to have it be this story that's being told second or third hand. I don't know. Yeah, it was poorly thought out. Yeah, it, come, it comes of, to nothing. And I guess it's, this is sort of loosely based on a kind of famous, I'll put air quotes around the word case, because who knows, of this kind of exact thing happening to family that there was two or three Bigfoots that like assaulted their house over a weekend and they had to like repel them and keep them out and then eventually they abandoned their home and whatnot which is what this is but that was in like Oregon or somewhere else yeah I don't know yeah we got these stickers on the truck that do not match we got this guy's beard that does not match I feel like they really tried to I don't know some of the things in the house like I recognize like their dinner plates from my childhood and just recognizing those dinner plates from my childhood and I don't know I I clearly remember my mother getting them at the grocery store when you could get dinner plates get like your whole set there every time you spent a certain amount of money you'd get a new plate and I remember that so I don't know those dinner plates and the glasses they use look much more 1970s 80s to me than 60s just little things like that I noticed um how all of the men and boys wore plaid shirts (laughs) like well, which A is like rustic logger wear, but it's also like, they had these forever, right? We can't mess this up as right. far as dating our wardrobe right. goes. Right, and some of them <laughs> I actually recognized as shirts that our boys have worn from like Walmart. <laughs> well, because they're they never very, go out of style. Very clearly that Walmart brand, yeah, I recognized a couple of the shirts that the boys were wearing. I'm like, hey, our kids have worn those. Get them for like five bucks at the end of the season. And they also have in their somewhat little ramshackle house in their kitchen and it mystified me for most of the movie until I finally I think I figured it out there's a under a blanket there's a large square like a box that's up against the wall in the kitchen and I'm like what is that is it like a china hutch that they for some reason covered here's what I think it is I think they rented out this place to film in and it had a very modern refrigerator that they were not allowed to remove so they just threw a blanket over it like it was a bird at nighttime. (laughs) That makes sense. <laughs> or during the day, whenever you cover bird cages. That makes sense. I, it's... <laughs> I wondered about that as well, and just kind of, yeah. I have theories. You have the Hartman family, it's John and Mary and their sons, Jacob and Caleb. Jacob is the younger one. He's out in the yard, and he sees Perry Man. Got a fussy baby. A fussy baby. I can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's John and Mary, the dad. Caleb and Jacob are the sons. Jacob is the younger one. He's probably seven. Well, I don't know, because he doesn't go to school yet. Caleb goes to oh, school. True. Jacob stays home all day. Well, he maybe he's supposed to be like four or five, but he looks doesn't older, look like yeah. it. 
Or it's Texas in the 60s and maybe you just didn't send your kids to school sometimes. <laughs> well, and like when our parents were kids, they didn't go to school till first grade. So they didn't go to school till they were six. Kindergarten wasn't universal. It could be. But Jacob is, yeah, he's out in the yard and he sees what he calls the hairy man who smells like poo. It just wafts through the air when he's around. And now this Bigfoot suit that they have this person in, from a distance, looks pretty all right. Mm -hmm. Like the hair looks pretty good. From a distance, the face looks pretty good. Later on, when we're very close up, does not look good. Yeah. <laughs> it, is a, it is a Dollar General Halloween costume <laughs> special. But from a distance, it looks all right. And I was like, okay, they put a little money into this thing. Jacob runs into the house, tells mom about it. She comes out and s smells it. She doesn't see anything, but she smells it too. Back at the job site, John confronts one of his workers named Otis about drinking on the job. He warned him last week about it. You know, it's very, oh, I just had a beer with lunch. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, I told you the rules, and now you got to get written up and docked half a day's pay. And it's a whole confrontation. And when John's going to leave the work site at the end of the day, the Otis's buddy, whose name I couldn't be bothered to remember, comes over and is like, that could have gone really different, you know, like sort of threatening him. And he's like, look, whatever. I told him, I told him what the deal is because it's, our narrator, not narrator, but like the framing device guy's dad actually runs this long company. John's not the boss. He's just like the foreman of the work crew or whatever. He's like, I talked to the boss about it. This is what he wants. This is what's happening, you know? And the guy's like, we're going to have issues about this sometime. And he's like, well, then we'll deal with our issues. Whatever. Good night. And drives home. Here's about, this man just wants to come home and sit in his recliner and close his eyes. <laughs> and his family's here like, there was a hairy man in the yard. What are you gonna do about it? And he's like, I don't know, man. I just took my boots off. <laughs> can, I, can I have 10 goddamn minutes? But no, so him and Caleb, well, prior to this, Caleb is riding his- Bicycle built for two. Yes, like a, a double bicycle with a girl that he drops off like at her house on his way to his house. And this kid's like, I don't know, 13 maybe. This girl is never seen again. No. So don't even bother why this scene is even here is well, a mystery. Well, they talk about her a couple times. Her name is Grace. I remember that because of course there's it is. always what would a Christian a movie be without a girl named Grace? In a Christian movie, yes. But yeah, he's like, well, the reason she comes up again is because so he, so he drops her off and then he, as he's biking home, he's hearing crashing in the woods and he feels like something's watching him. So he sort of races down the road home and he feels like he was sort of being chased parallel by something in the woods that was breaking branches and knocking trees over. Yeah, and he says, yeah, I, I saw this, I heard this, I heard something, I think it was following me when I dropped Grace off. And then she is never mentioned again. So you could have just shown him being chased and left this girl out of it altogether, but maybe they're trying to give it some flavor, I don't know. But it doesn't, it doesn't add anything. So Caleb and Dad go outside to look around, see what they can see. He's got this pistol, it's like an old six-shooter. And we will come to find out, he also has a rifle and a shotgun. Why would you not take those? You think there might be a bear outside. Why are you taking an old-timey revolver when you have a shotgun? Like, what are you doing? And he does this a number of times where mm -hmm. he will go outside in the dark with this, this little pistol. It's like, man, you have other options. Get the rifle. Yeah, or the shotgun, something. Yeah. <laughs> Just bring the firepower. If at, the, at minimum, you're dealing with a bear, which is what he's convinced it is. They don't find anything, well, for a bit, and then they do sort of see it and it comes charging at him dad tells caleb to it's like 200 yards of the house run just run i'm gonna like distract it he's taking shots at it the kid gets his legs stuck in this barbed wire fence and bigfoot is running at him but then just runs right past him like he wasn't actually after them 
So they get back to the house. They're all like, oh, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. trying to explain to mom, like, I mean, they don't say holy shit because that's not that kind of movie, but I do. Yeah, it's like, okay, that was not a bear. It was like a big gorilla, but it could run as fast as we do. And it was on two legs. I don't know what it was. So this man's never heard of Bigfoot, I guess. Typically, they didn't say anything. They didn't say Bigfoot. This is Bigfoot. At one point, somebody talks about it being a Sasquatch, but... Damn, Sam Squanch. Sam Squatch. Yeah, they do. Yeah, his big thing is, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Bigfoot hates trees, because every time we see him, he's kind of, like, despondently out in the woods, just like, Mwah! and, like, knocking branches down and running into things that he could easily walk around, but he just feels like this slapping them. tree him. needs to be slapped. He's got a... Well, he's probably trying to be friends with these people, and they're shooting at him and running away scared, and he's probably depressed. <laughs> That's very likely. And so Dad's like, but I shot at him. I, I didn't hit him, but I scared him off. Don't worry about it. He's gone now. And little little Jacob is so sad that his hairy... He's like, the hairy man's gone. And like hangs <laughs> his head. He's so sad that, that Bigfoot has maybe gone away. But he hasn't gone away. Because he keeps him up all night, howling outside. And by howling, I mean, I think this is an air raid siren. Yeah. Right? Like, this does not sound like any sort of living creature at all. No, they, they just definitely... are playing an air raid siren yeah. sound. But it's keeping them up all night. John is going to stay up all night, sitting in chair with his gun, waiting for this come, waiting for this thing to come back. He winds up running outside and shooting into the air. Now he takes the rifle. Shoots out in the air like, don't you ever shut up? Like, we're trying to sleep in here. Like, <laughs> Bigfoot like, is like... broken. <laughs> like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Bigfoot is the FBI and they're the Waco people and they're just outside playing ACDC and like driving crazy. But he's... Yeah, because he was just chill the whole time and then all of a sudden it was like two or three in the morning and he can't take it anymore and he runs outside having this meltdown. Like Bigfoot is the frat house next door that it won't stop partying and you're trying to get your kids to go to sleep. Is this when he puts his hand on the window? Yeah, so dad comes back in, and the whole family's up now because he just fired this gun off in there. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I scared it away with a gun. They're like, well, you should warn us first before you start firing off shots in the middle of the night because you scared us more than he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so everybody kind of goes back to bed, convinced once again, despite all evidence to the contrary, that I've chased him off for good this time. Yeah, Caleb's sleeping, and little Jacob is looking out his window, and he's like, you talk funny, and we see... He puts his hand to the window and a big Bigfoot hand comes to the window. Doesn't break the window. He's just like touching the kids. It's like E.T. He's touching yeah. his kid's hand in the window. He's being nice to this kid. And we're supposed to treat Bigfoot like the villain of this movie. And I ain't buying it. Um, me either. <laughs> I think they're just curious. Yeah. Well, well, in this movie. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on Bigfoot in general? Regardless My of thoughts? this movie. I really don't know. I mean, people have been certain that they've seen it, but we don't have any bodies. We don't have any real evidence that he really exists. So I I really don't know myself what I think. Which is a point. This movie, like a lot of Christian movies do, has like built-in apologetics where there is a conversation later between John and his friends where his friend raises all of these points of like... Because yeah. the one guy's like... Because he calls his buddies and tells them what's going on. And they're like, you know, has them come out. We're going to we're gonna go out together, the three of us, with our guns and look for this thing. And his one friend's like, I think you got a Bigfoot on your hands. And the other buddy's like, what, what do you, you believe in Bigfoot? What are you talking about? And the guy's like, well, don't you remember a couple years ago when the guy had all took plaster casts of those tracks, those giant foot tracks? And the other friend's like, yeah, but that turned out to be fake. 
like movie. Why are you deflating your own? Your job is to convince me but that then, Bigfoot is but, real. But then he goes, but there was one set that didn't match the... Yeah, he has something yeah. about like... Yeah, but the fake ones he used didn't match the other ones that they found. And then the guy's like... The other friend is like, okay, but then why haven't we ever found any bodies or gotten like good close-up non-blurry pictures? And the guy's just like, I don't know, maybe they don't want to be found. <laughs> like what, <laughs> so they're burying their own dead? Like what do you think this... <laughs> So the movie is actively trying to convince me that Bigfoot is not real. Like, don't, which is, and Christian movies do this all the time. And they're like, well, if God's real, why do babies get cancer? And they're always like, oh, <laughs> like, don't bring that up. <laughs> Leave that part out. Right, right. If you're trying to convince me that God and or Bigfoot are awesome and real, <laughs> stop trying to tell me they're not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, so I, I feel like. I, I don't, I, enough people have said they've seen it to be like, okay, maybe there's something, but the evidence just isn't there. So I just don't know that I personally would believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm but at. Some, I but would love people, it if Bigfoot is real. Yeah. That would be cool. I just can't imagine, especially in this, the world we live in now where everyone has a camera in their pocket at all times that can take like professional movie grade, you know what I mean? That yeah, but, no one has gotten. But we have this two week old baby who has smiled on several occasions. Have I gotten any pictures of it? No, because every time I pull the camera out, she looks at me like, huh? So you can have a camera and have see the stuff, but not get a picture. It's a Bigfoot elusive as a baby smile. Maybe. I thought, or yeah, or we would have found a dead Bigfoot mm-hmm. that just died of natural causes or fell off a cliff or something you know yeah and we haven't found that so which is kind of the same thing with Loch Ness Monster or any of that like I would love it if that's real if tomorrow they're like we captured Bigfoot and here he is I'd be like that's really cool that is cool because we said the same thing about UFOs forever and then suddenly the CIA is like oh yeah there's totally there's totally UFOs and here's videos of it (laughs) you know but I don't think anybody's trying to keep you know because there's a conspiracy theory around UFOs of like oh the government's keeping it a secret because they don't want whatever but no one's like trying to keep Bigfoot a secret everyone is looking for Bigfoot and no one is finding Bigfoot that is true there are seasons and seasons of dozens of TV shows about looking for Bigfoot no one has ever found it it's true so I'm inclined to not so much believe in Bigfoot as much as I would like to. Yeah, so the next day Jacob tells the family, oh, he was at my window talking to me last night. And dad runs outside and looks, and there's an enormous, muddy, like as if your hand had been douched in mud. And there was no mud on it when they showed the scene with Jacob putting his hand up to the window. There was no mud. So it just was like, come on, guys. (laughs) But it left behind, like, just like a handprint wouldn't be enough. It's an entire, like, hand made of mud on the window. So now it's like personal. Now it's like, okay, they're not just, like, out in the woods. They're, like, coming up to my house. And I'm not going to deal with this anymore. Yeah, but if they would just listen to Jacob, they would all be friends. He wants to be friends with the hairy man. Yeah, this this guy doesn't listen to a lot of people because there are a number of points because his wife is like, we'll call the sheriff. And he's like, for what? The sheriff's just going to say it's a bear and then we're wasting his time. And she's like, cool, but you should call the sheriff. And he's like, no, 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 no. And eventually, what's he wind up having to do? Talk to the sheriff. Later on in the movie, she's like, we need to move away. Let's go live at your brother's. We can sell the house later, but we need to go. And he's like, we're not selling the house. We're not going to my brother's. Yeah, we're not what winds up happening? Away. They run away from their house and go to their brother's. <laughs> Listen to your fucking wife, man. She knows what she's talking about. She also asks you, in a scene that is also completely unnecessary, to 
fix the water because every time someone flushes the toilet when she's in the shower the water gets cold and he doesn't get around to it and then later he's in the shower and she does it to him out of like cute revenge for arguing with her (laughs) listen to your wife yeah so he calls robert and dale his buddies they come to help they have that whole apologetic discussion he's like all right cool i'm gonna feed these pigs and then we'll go out with our guns and and kill a monster and he goes to feed the pigs and the pigs are gone and he's like what it took my pigs and and his buddies are like but the fence isn't broken he's like i don't know he must have just opened it (laughs) like and later he hears a story from a guy that's like oh bigfoot killed my dog and stole all my chickens and he tore the chicken coop apart but why well what's the ammo of this bigfoot because like this one like creeped up in the dead of night and lifted the latch and moved the thing Open and the carried cage. two 200 pound pigs away <laughs> like Did make up your mind is it a destructive force of nature or is he just <laughs> hungry and you're waving pigs in front of him in the middle of the night i'm on his side i'm on his side yeah so there's a yeah well they go in the woods they don't find anything they don't see anything so robert and dale head home yeah they're well, like see you at church tomorrow back some cold ones on the porch yeah they have a couple cold ones <laughs> and it was really funny how they were like the one that is not cold is scarcely a one at all yeah yeah they drink beer it didn't seem very christian the dad to me but i mean i i wouldn't bother some but in a family movie you think you wouldn't see it at all right there's no they're always saying poo and dung <laughs> like there's no swearing he does say damn it at one point later so i was like whoa christian movie bring it down a notch <laughs> and like the storyteller old guy dad is like smoking a pipe so like there's some stuff that's why i did not know this was a christian movie until i went back and saw those production logos it's so bananas yeah, yeah. it's in disguise so the, the friends have gone he is what is he doing maybe oh he's shaving or something right he's brushing his teeth and there's a bang on the side of the house and Mary comes running in and is like, there's a bang on the side of the house. So he goes outside again with his six shooter. Like you've seen this thing now and you are worried. Why are you bringing this pistol? Unless the idea is I'm leaving the shotgun in here with you in case it gets past me, but they never have that conversation. No. Well, this, I mean, this man is irresponsible in a number of ways with guns as we'll come to see. Yeah, then there's this church scene with the least engaging pastor I have ever seen. Yeah. They could have called in any pastor from any Baptist church and replaced this guy and he would have done a better job. Someone with some energy. Yeah. This guy's like, he's like leaning elbows on the pulpit, looking out at his like dozen parishioners and he's like, I don't know, Matthew 122, something about forgiveness. You know, we should forgive each other. Like I thought... They're going to sneak in like the sermon's going to be about like something Bigfoot related or something cryptid, you know, like the Bible talks about monsters. Here's some passages about, you know, right. the Leviathan and this and that. Nope. It's just a absolutely. But yeah, the entire time, and I would be too, John is just drawing Bigfoot and not paying attention to the sermon at all. Yep. But it's very understandable because this is, yeah, this guy is the most he just drones on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought of my uncle who's a Baptist minister, Baptist pastor, and he could have livened that place up a lot. Yeah, he just need a little verve, a little spark, a little, you know. Something. I don't even need fire and brimstone, but this guy looks like he's about to fall asleep. Yep. He's trying to put everybody else to sleep. And so it's it's portraying church as like, this is the last place I want to be. Mm-hmm. Which for a Christian movie, usually they're like, church is the best place. 
everything great's at church, but not this movie, which is why I'm I'm convinced that like it wasn't supposed to be a Christian movie, but no one else would pay for it. So he went to them and said, "Yeah, I'll stick some God in there. I guess just help me make my big my third Bigfoot movie." I don't know. I could be wrong. So they go to a diner after church. Did you see the walls in this diner? It's like, look, if it's a purposeful design choice, I'm not into it. And if it's not, you need to do something. Because wherever they've decided to film this diner, there is plaster, huge chunks of plaster missing from the walls. And you can see the exposed brick underneath. Oh. So it's like a beige, like drywall. But there's giant chunks of it missing all along the side the where the booths are. And you can see the brick underneath, which if that's a purposeful, like, isn't this cool how we designed this? Like, it's rustic. We just knocked some chunks off the... I'm not into that because it's, you still have, like, just loose drywall that could be falling into my food. And it I looks like shit. I just trying to make it look old and, <laughs> like, it's 1960s and everybody's poor. I don't know. It just was weird. Yeah, that, yeah, that could be. But they're filming in an actual location, which means that, presumably, unless it's an abandoned place that they've brought tables back into to film in, it's a current running diner in 2016 when they made this like <laughs> no, if you purposely made it look like that don't because it looks like shit and if you just haven't been able to fix your walls close your diner because that's a health hazard <laughs> like, i don't need plaster dust raining down on my wounds over my hammy so the family's sitting in a booth a table a few feet away are otis and carl maybe is the other guy's name the bad workers and they are having an inappropriate conversation something about Oh, if they, if he slept with this girl, but he got her drunk first. Yeah, he's like, oh, you banged that girl? Yeah, I did, but I had to get her drunk first. Which, yes, is inappropriate conversation. I mean, to be having it all, because you're an asshole. But, you know, fairly loudly in a family dining establishment. John is not having it and responds with equally, I feel, inappropriate violence. <laughs> like, oh, yes. He's like, hey, man, my kids are, I got kids here. Can you not talk about this stuff? And they're like, hey, we're not at work right now. You're not my boss here. If you don't like it, you can move like two boots down and nothing's stopping you. And he's like, whatever reaches my ears is my business, which I don't know about that. That seems like a bad rule to live by. Yeah. But yeah, and he's like, look, I'm telling you. And then the sheriff pulls up outside and he's like, oh, that's just the man I wanted to talk to. And Otis is like, oh, you're going to run and snitch to the sheriff to us? And he's like, no, 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 no. I need to talk to him about an unrelated matter. You I can deal with on my own. And a fist fight, in, a very silly fist fight ensues. He shoves Otis's face in his food. And Otis is like, oh, potatoes in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of biff, boom, pow sound effects as he beats these two guys up in front of his children, which I don't know. That's worse. Seems like maybe that's worse than your kids hearing a conversation about sex that they don't understand the terminology of anyway. Right. Like, I don't know that you're setting a very good example for your children. He, yeah, he fails there. But, <laughs> yeah, then the sheriff comes in and is like, break it up. I'm ashamed of all three of you. What's going on here? But ultimately takes John's side and is like, can you two pay your check and get on out of here? And they've already been humbled enough. Like, Potatoes a two-on-one two fight where the fat guy didn't even get out of his chair. Like, he beat the other guy up, and one guy didn't even try to fight. So, yeah, and he's like, sorry, Sheriff. You know, they're on my work crew. I couldn't lose face. But, like, lose face to who? None of the other members of your work crew are here. It's not like everyone else in the crew is going to be like, oh, he just takes shit from people and doesn't do anything about it. Like, no one else lose face in front of who? Just other towns, random townspeople? Like, his kids? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. But 
<laughs> it seems like a still not a great response to the situation. The sheriff tells him, like, look, I'm not going on a wild, I believe you, but I'm not going on a wild goose chase running around the woods looking for something that might not even be there. But there was another guy, Owen, who reported last week this same kind of thing. I'll direct you to him. You should go and have a conversation with him and maybe you guys can put your heads together and figure out whatever. Because they live nearby each other. Yeah. So he goes and talks to this Owen guy. Again, a scene that isn't really needed because Owen's telling him kind of contradictory stuff that we because we haven't seen these Bigfoots attack the Hartmans at all. They very quietly and nicely stole their pigs. <laughs> They're communicating sweetly through a window to their little boy. And they really haven't caused any problem other than the howling at night. Haven't really caused them any real distress. But this Owen is like, yeah, they tore my dog apart and ate, stole all my chickens and wrecked my chicken coop. So this really sets John on his course of like, okay, now, now I really have to do something about this. So he decides his big plan as if like a wily e. coyote plan he's gonna set up a blind in a tree in the middle of the night where he is uncamouflaged whatsoever he's just sitting on boards like eight feet off the ground which i think bigfoot could reach because he's not littlefoot he's bigfoot with a chicken tied to a stake he has a chicken yes tied to a stake it's dark out i mean it's a full moon this whole weekend but he hears some rustling in the bushes in the middle of the night and he fires his gun and something falls over and he jumps down and runs over and it was just like a wild hawk Dude, it's Bigfoot. He's you're, You've been saying he's eight, nine feet tall. Why are you aiming? Because this pig is maximum a foot and a half off the ground. Two feet? Two feet maybe, yeah. Why are you aiming that low? Are you trying to kneecap Bigfoot? <laughs> Why aren't you aiming like six feet up? Why are you shooting that low to the ground if you think you're shooting at Bigfoot? That could have been your friend or your neighbor. You should be shooting what would be above a human's head in case it's your kid, but not so low that... Like, he shouldn't have hit this pig. He should no. be aiming way over this pig's head. But he's a dumb-dumb. And he just, he's like, well, it was just a pig. I guess my night's over. And instead of getting back up in the thing and waiting, because now you have much better bait than this tied-up chicken. You have a dead hog. Mm -hmm. We I was know. the same thing. Why is he giving up? We know Bigfoot likes hogs. Leave it there. Bigfoot will come to get it. But no, he's like, oh, well. And just goes in the house and tells the family, ah, it was just a hog, I guess. Night, everybody. And just gives up. Like... I don't get your plan here, my man. And all the family's sleeping in their bedroom now. Yes, one kid is in their bed, one kid's on the floor. He goes out the next day to get the pig. And it's another needless conversation where she's like, well, how are you going to... He's like, I'm going to go get the pig, take it to the butcher. We'll have free bacon, you know. She's like, well, how are you going to get in the truck? And he's like, I'm going to put a rope on it and pull it up in the truck. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, that... Okay. That Problem is. solved. That was a needless conversation. <laughs> but yeah, the pig isn't there anymore. She's like, man, he, it stole the pig. Well, now what am I going to do? And he's off somewhere. Little Jacob finds the six-shooter, which John has just left sitting on top of their nightstand in their room. And he's like waving it around the room. Bang, bang, bang. And mom comes in and yells at it, which I guess is them trying to insert. Like, we've got a bunch of people walking around with guns in this movie. Maybe we should have some sort of gun safety <laughs> message of some sort. But she takes the gun away from him. She tells him like, no, you can't ever, ever touch these. But then just puts it inside of the nightstand instead of back on top of it. It's not locked. Yeah, she just opens up the little cabinet and sticks it <laughs> underneath the nightstand where little Jacob could easily still get to Come it. right back to it. And she tells John, like, you left your gun out and Jacob got a hold of it. I put it, I put it in the nightstand with your socks so you know. <laughs> like, okay. Like, I hope you, your kids are going to find their Christmas presents every year. This mm -hmm. is how well you hide shit. Mm -hmm. I guess the weekend must be over because John has gone back to work. Now the Bigfoot comes and is banging on the front door. Not even banging. It's kind of just like 
it's almost knocking. <laughs> it kind of just hits the door once. Mary freaks out, shoots at the Bigfoot through the door with the shotgun, and it runs off. She sort of hysterically calls the sheriff on the phone. And this is kind of the one decent piece of performance in the movie. Like, she's been pretty not good Milk the whole toast. movie. Yeah, she's pretty... Like, bland. everybody's rhyme, line readings are very flat and very, I memorized this 20 minutes ago. But this, where she's screaming and crying and on the phone, is actually, like, not bad. We see John sort of rushing home. The sheriff is there with Mary. And this fucking guy. Mary's like, yeah, we should leave. I want to leave. And he's like, we're not leaving. And the sheriff's like, I could put a posse together. Like, now that we have, like, corroborating witnesses and your hysterical wife here, I could, I could put a posse together and we can go through the woods. And John says, no, I got this. Yeah. Why? Dude. A posse would flush it out. <laughs> you don't got this. You shot a pig that you had no business even aiming at. <laughs> you've been trying for how many days and you haven't accomplished anything? No, you've accomplished nothing. And every time you leave, it comes and terrifies your family. Or at least your wife. The kids are pretty cool with it. But yeah. except this posse. But he's like, mm, no, I got it. So that night, oh, this is going to be a quick episode. We're going through this. I mean, there's not much to it. There's a big sort of face-off. It's not actually filmed in night vision, but it's everything's green tinted as if it's, which... I don't even think they had night vision in 1966, but whatever. John's out looking around. Here's something goes in the bar. He's confronted finally. We see a Bigfoot up close. It looks very silly. Very silly. Like the most rubber face. But sort of knocks John down and gets in his face and growl. Again, doesn't... It could pick this man up and rip his arms off like Chewbacca and throw the pieces away and use them as toothpick. Like, but he doesn't. He just knocks them down, like kind of growls loud in his face. While that's happening out in the barn... Back at the house. Back at the house... A second, there is two of them, because another Bigfoot that we didn't were unaware of, a smaller Bigfoot, maybe this is like the kid Bigfoot who just wants to be friends with the kids, is kind of like trying to get in the house, and Mary's screaming about it. Mary must shoot the gun off again, because the bigger Bigfoot that is... Here's, here's the gun and yeah, leaves. Here's, and runs off, probably going to protect his own kid, like, oh, my kid's getting shot at. <laughs> like, yeah. So kind of that, that lets John up off the ground. He runs back to the house. He's like... Sorry, you were right. We're leaving. He grabs her and grabs the kids and they jump in the truck and they drive to his brother's. And that's it. Then we cut back to the framing device guy. Well, I guess we cut back to them at one point in the middle where in the middle of telling this story to his son, this old man has like started to nod off and he's like, Dad, you can't leave me hanging. Wake up. <laughs> I don't know how you fall asleep in the middle of talking, but I guess if you're old enough. <laughs> it's actually sort of funny. It's a, the, what, kind of the one decent moment. He's like, well, you, you, you're falling asleep. What happened? Tell me the end of the story. And he's like, uh, the Bigfoot came back and they killed everybody. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. But now we, now we cut back to, yeah, old man and his older dad again. And he's like, yeah, they abandoned their house. He asked me to, have, I went back to like get some stuff from their house for them. And the house was like ransacked. The doors were ripped off the hinges and all their stuff in the house was messed up once they were gone. You know, and I, I don't know if I would believe in this kind of stuff, but John was the kind of guy who wouldn't lie or anything, so the story must be true. And then, yeah, the guy's like, all right, thanks for telling me that story, Dad, that I <laughs> somehow just remembered since I was three years old or whatever. And then gets in his car and drives off, and then we have, like, this voiceover narration that's basically like, is Bigfoot real? And, tur you know, it doesn't, but it's as if it turns to you and points in, the, in your... You decide... Like, that's literally the decide for yourself is the last line in the movie. Like, and that's it. That's something in the woods. Yeah. Very cheap. Actually, not comparatively speaking to a lot of the movies we have done on this show. Not terrible. 
by that stand. I mean, I think it's terrible in its cheapness, in its weird anachronisms, and being pretty dull altogether. Yep. And being a surprise Christian movie also annoys me. (laughs) But (laughs) as far as like something, like if you have to sit and watch something, this is considerably better than a number of things that I've had to watch for this show. That's true. But still absolutely not 90 minutes of your life that needs to be spent on this whatsoever. So that's it. I don't know. I came into it thinking I'd get a Bigfoot movie and I got a Christian movie. (laughs) Kind of. But not really. But I'm going to count it because it's put out by a Christian Christian film company that sure thought they were putting out some sort of at least family film. So it counts towards my numbers. I don't know. Yeah. It's a crazy, crazy thing. Time to press the magic button and see what next week's movie, chosen completely at random from everything streaming, will be. Pushing the button now. Next week's movie is, what is this, Seven Days Away? Oh, you have to be shitting me now. It's a Christian movie. (laughs) unbelievable two in a row so this will be number six or seven out of 40 what the hell man what is this movie seven days away is on prime video from the year of our lord 2013 i don't know what's it about just looking at the poster i was like oh that's a christian movie for sure What's it about? Let's see. When Clayton recommits his heart to serve God after a tragic accident, his vow is tested when his weekend in Mexico with his friends turns into a nightmare. In the end, his faith leads him to freedom and brings help to an oppressed community. <laughs> Fart noise. <sighs> and I bet there's no Bigfoots in it. No. So, Big Feet? Bigfoots. I don't know. Big Thigh? No. That no. can't be it. <laughs> I don't know the plural that. of Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, God, help me. Seven days away on Prime Video. That's your homework for next week. What a chore. I feel deflated. <laughs> I feel defeated. Uh, this show, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> Hopefully it's entertaining enough. I've been Heath. She's been Carrie. I'm Carrie. Carrie's here. Florence is here, but she's quiet. She's been quiet mostly. Uh, And that'll do it for this week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.